Uh, yourself, Jeff, who are you? Where are you from? What Absolutely. brought you here? Yeah, so I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, so it's a little bit of a drive. I spent two years at New Mexico Tech as a computer science major, and then I decided that I needed to get out of New Mexico. And so Dad and I went looking for computer science schools, and it just so happened that the first school that came up was the University of South Dakota and they were opening an artificial intelligence program the same semester that I would be arriving. So I uh, was like, okay, this will be good enough. So I applied and I got in and was like, all right, that's the end of that. I'm out of New Mexico. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was, what, so, so what I think of you as somebody who distributes the Eucharist yeah. at Mass, uh, how was it you found yourself getting connected to the Newman Center? Sure. Uh, so I moved in, so I was driving up from New Mexico. It was about a 14-hour drive. We are going to do it over two days and overnight at my cousin's place in Denver. And there were, uh, let me think here. We, I think we got in a couple days early. So like move-in day was on Friday, and we ended up getting in on Wednesday. So there were a couple days of lead time there. And in that time, I was kind of getting a little lonely. It's like, oh my gosh, I just moved to a new state. I have no idea who anybody is. So I came to the Newman Center, found the little event card with all the start of the year events stuff that was going on. And I was like, okay, well, let's, uh, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. Uh, so I came up there and actually that was the first like when I first met Father Cowles, he was the uh, he was a priest here at the time, and the first thing I said to him was like, "I really want to be a Eucharistic minister. I want to learn how to do that." And he's like, "Okay, great, good to meet you too, and we'll make that happen." Uh, so he started me training that uh, a couple weeks in, and then I just kind of been working for him, uh, like working with him to do that. And then when I met you at the start of last summer, because I spent the summer here in Vermilion. Um, I met you and uh, I was like, I, I'm one of the people that does this here. So then are like, okay, that's great. We'll, uh, we'll have you keep doing it. And what did we find out? You're the only that's person that does this here. <laughs> it wasn't a big program at the time, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. What was uh, faith like for you growing up? Uh, so mom is actually not Catholic. She was raised Baptist. She practiced Methodist for a while. She's kind of doing like a non-denominational thing right now. Um, and then dad was raised Catholic. So dad was primarily in charge of the religious ed. Um, and like that would either be us going to Our Lady of the Assumption in Albuquerque or um, he would like grab some books and teach us stuff here and there. Uh, so he was very, he was very involved in that. And then, you know, obviously when dad wasn't around, mom would make sure that us kids still got to mass every Sunday. So mom was very supportive, even though she wasn't Catholic, she was very supportive of all that. Uh, and usually our Sunday mornings were very busy because mom taught Sunday school at her church. So it would be a Sunday morning mass and then Sunday school and then mom's worship service. So all four of us, uh, me and my sister and my two parents, we would all go to mass, even though mom wasn't Catholic. And then we'd all go to my mom's worship service, even though three of us weren't Methodist. Um, so that was kind of our faith um, as a family. And then, uh, as you know, mom kind of started, she found a new church that she really liked. Um, so she started going more to that. And so uh, we would obviously continue to support her. She continued to support us and go into the mass with us. And we'd go to her worship service with her. And um, obviously we didn't really have that when I came out to Vermilion. Um, so it just kind of, it just a little bit of a different dynamic. And then we just started, I just started going to just mass. Mm -hmm. um, then found a little bit of a Bible study um, with Sam. That was a good time. Say uh, something about that. Uh, yeah. Who's Sam and what's Bible study mean? So, Sam was one of the, he is one of the missionaries here actually. Um, he was the first person I met after I'd moved into Vermilion, like here at the Newman Center. Um, I remember I was walking up to the start of the year events, they had lawn games and all that going outside and then uh, Sam was like, hey, um, I'm Sam. And I was like, I'm Jeff. 
and that was kind of the start of it. Um, he had a, a Bible study going for the upperclassmen because I moved in as a junior. Um, so I was able to join in that Bible study. And it was just a good opportunity for some um, fraternity and just fellowship with uh, like-minded individuals. Yeah. Uh, how would you say you have grown in faith? Uh, since your time, so you're finishing off two years mm -hmm. uh, here at mm -hmm. the St. Thomas More Newman Center. How would you Absolutely. say you've grown in faith? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I think my primary friend group was one that I met that very first night at the start of year events my junior year. Um, and uh, we refer to ourselves as the Dollar Dinner Club, so named because of the Thursday night Dollar Dinners here at the Newman Center. Um, and so we, we were the Dollar Dinner Club and they just hung out a ton at Newman because they were all from Newman. So that kind of forced me to also hang out a ton at Newman. And so that would just leave the door open to, if we weren't hanging out in the lower lounge watching a show, it's like, oh, we'll just come in here, pray a rosary. Or, um, and then that was also kind of in parallel with the Bible study uh, that was going on. So we just had the opportunity to um, learn more about the scriptures in kind of a not so official way the bible study was very loose i really like that um like we always started with high lows and god moments of the week so like something that was really good something that wasn't so good and then like some moment where you just saw god working and very present um so that was that's kind of how the faith formed over the course of the newman center great journey. you uh mentioned dollar dinners how has that been uh helpful to your life Absolutely. So uh, John Bauer is one of the guys of the Dollar Dinner Club, and he is an excellent cook. Um, I like cooking. I'm not as good as John is, but I do remember there was one Dollar Dinner we did with uh, meatball subs. So like I made all the meatballs, John made all the bread. And that was just, that was a really fun Dollar Dinner. Um, but it's just been, it's, you know, more an opportunity to meet people. And then as a college kid on a college budget, you, you know, you get dealt you know, a full meal for just a dollar. It's like, <laughs> never say no to that. I've noticed that students never say no to food. Never. Period. Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the food budget at the Newman is uh, a substantial one. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's happy because of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, where would you say um, the origin of the rosary, you mentioned the rosary, mm -hmm. say something about how that came about and what that all entailed, the rosary? Oh, gosh, I don't remember how it started. Um, I think it was just me and John here late one night, or I think maybe we'd gone to play some like racquetball or something at the wellness center. And we just were like, hey, we got some time to kill. Let's, let's go pray a rosary while we're at it. Um, never hurts to say an extra prayer and I really like it because everybody has their little nuances and little extra flourishes that they add um, so I've seen ones where like you ask Mary Queen of Peace for an extra prayer after each decade um, or uh, like you just kind of list off some saints that are of particular importance to you and you ask for their intercession uh, at the end of the rosary and just there's little um, tweaks that the people make to the rosaries. One time I asked John, like, how do you stay focused during the whole decade? And he's like, I try and make each decade um, like a specific intention for a specific person. And then some people take that step further. It's like make, make each Hail Mary a specific intention for a specific person. So you can really focus and, and meditate on that intention while you're praying and just kind of helps your mind stay focused. Yeah, were you a part of the group that would come in here during Lent, uh, or was it Advent, came in a lot of the nights? I think it was Advent, yeah. yeah. What was that uh, how, What was that about? I just remember seeing you guys often. Uh, I, it was, we were just hanging out in the lower lounge a lot, and we 
would just find time to, there's usually one person that was like, we should go pray a rosary. And then everybody else, either through peer pressure or just like the lingering sense of guilt of <laughs> having not prayed a rosary, it's like, okay, yeah, you're right, we should go do that. Um, and it's easy when there's a whole bunch of people doing it and somebody else, it can be easy if somebody else is leading it too, um, because then it's just like, I, I, you don't have to put in as much effort to get the ball rolling. Yeah, could you maybe say something about the role of friendship in how you've grown? Sure. Uh, I think the Newman Center has been instrumental in me having a good time here at USD, um, just because this was where I met my first friends in South Dakota. Uh, like, obviously, I got to know people through my classes and, and whatever else, but um, like, just I met the. I remember there were two friend groups actually that I met and that I was kind of part of at the very start. And one of them was the Dollar Dinner Club. It's like, hey, these guys seem really solid. The other one was a little more primed to explode. It's like, this is going to take like three, four months and then something big is going to happen. So I was like, okay, let's just, let's kind of prioritize one over the other. Um, I kind of fell out of touch with the other group. I'm not really sure what happened to that, but uh, it's just been, it's been nice having uh, kind of a rock solid foundation and that you can always come back and just say like, yeah, there's somebody here in Newman who will listen to you or be there with you or go pray a rosary with you. <laughs> So rosary is one form of prayer. Can yep. you say something about other ways you've grown in prayer over the last couple of years? So I think one of the big things I learned about prayer is, and I, I hear this a ton at retreats, but it's like pray as you can, not as you can't. So um, it, it doesn't have to be like, you shouldn't feel bad if, if you didn't have time. Now, if you like had time and kind of blew it off, that's a different story. But if it just your date was very full, um, but that's also where the idea of like praying as you can, just like in little spurts comes in. Um, so there's kind of just day to day, little 15 second, like, oh, this is a cool thing that happened. Like, thanks God, that was really awesome. Um, and that's just kind of all the prayer needs to be. Um, just kind of giving back and acknowledging that there's fun stuff happening or when something's not going right, it's just like, hey, please help me to get through this or help me find peace through this or whatever it may be. Um, but just, I've really found that those kind of intermittent prayers are helpful uh, for me. That's just because, you know, life does get busy, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to forego prayer when life does get busy. Yeah. You said your Bible study mm -hmm. uh, did high moment, low moment, God moment. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had God moments in your life that sort of really helped change the trajectory of things or helped like kind of strengthen you in ways that you'd be willing to share? The answer is yes. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to come up for an example in this second, just kind of on the spot. But um, no, I do. I think usually when I see the Holy Spirit work in the most is just through a string of coincidences, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff that's falling into place that uh, there's no way that could just happen without some sort of third hand just helping to to move things around. Um, Actually, I can give one example here. So my girlfriend was kind of on the fence about going back to Minnesota to see this friend from the Navy. And so there was like a little conflict with uh, scheduling and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like a five-hour drive for her. So she was very on the fence about this. And then so one by one, things just kind of slowly started falling into place for this to happen. And then it got to the point where it was like, well, I, I still could go, but I don't know if I want to just because I already told her that I wouldn't be able to go and I don't know for sure that, you know, like, she told her friend that she wouldn't be able to go and she didn't know for sure that her friend was still like half time, right? And I was like, okay, why don't you just like go make some breakfast or something, give God a sec, because so much has like already fallen into place for this to happen. There's no way he's not gonna go that extra mile. And that was just a quick little prayer. Like we talked about those um, very fast prayers, but that was a quick little prayer. It's just like make her path forward abundantly obvious. And sure enough, like within I think three, four minutes, her friend texted her, called her back, whatever, and said, yeah, let's go get breakfast tomorrow morning or something like that. So it's like, 
perfect. There you go. <laughs> it all works out. Love it. Uh, if someone were to watch this who is coming to the university next year as freshmen yeah. at a high school, yeah. uh, what would you encourage them to do or be aware of? What pointers would you give them? Absolutely. I think the one of the funny things, I mean, funny depending on where you stand, but uh, at the start of the year, mass is always very full. And then people kind of fall out of that a little bit because when you get to college, you get that sense of autonomy and people realize they don't have their parents hovering over them saying that you need to go to mass. So a lot of people fall out of that. Uh, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. And then I, I would go to daily, like I would go to the weekly mass, but I wouldn't always be um, like receiving the sacrament of reconciliation. Um, that was kind of a bigger deal at New Mexico Tech. But I think after I got to USD, I realized like, no, this is actually a very good thing to just stay grounded in your faith. So um, I guess I would encourage like stick with the grind. It's it's hard to stay in your faith. Nobody likes to pray when things are going well. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd stick with the stick with the faith. And then just kind of on a more general note, maybe not specific to Newman, but. Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket in terms of friend groups. Like have several friend groups and keep them separate. That's not to say like you should be two-faced or have different personalities, but different friend groups are gonna bring out different parts of you. And it's also a bit of a contingency plan um, just so that if something goes wrong with one, you're not, you don't have to rebuild that social circle. What, uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's, Thank you. That's, uh, uh, um, what would you say uh, would be one last encouragement you would offer to parents whose children are at college and maybe they're wondering what they're up to or yeah. hoping they are engaged in faith they're not sure where they are what would you say to parents who uh, from a student who's been here for four years um i feel like at a certain point in your child's life there comes a time where you just kind of got to trust that you've done all you can and that it's kind of out of your hands and it's in somebody else's hands. So that's where the prayer continues, like that should continue, the prayer should continue and you know, praying that your child is finding what they need. Uh, hopefully here at the Newman Center, um, if not at one of the other churches here in the area, like I know there's St. Agnes, but also like Hillside and I think there's a Methodist church here, but they're, as long as you know, they're staying in the faith in some capacity, I mean, ideally that would be if they're baptized Catholic, they're staying in the Catholic faith, but staying in the faith in some capacity. Um, but just again, it comes down to trusting that you've done all that you can. And um, while it's tempting to be kind of the helicopter parent that's still managing their kid, just let them figure it out, right? There's gonna be kind of a downhill slope for a while, potentially, but it usually comes right back up. Awesome. Uh, how are you grateful for what your parents gave to you? Um, Or as you're graduating, how have you reflected on your, what your parents and... Right. Yeah, so my parents, again, were very good about the hands-off, kind of like we're just going to be. Um, so I would go back and, and like they always had their arms like wide open anytime I wanted to go back and see him. It was, it was more a deal at New Mexico Tech when I was only an hour away from home. So I could just go back on the weekends and see them if I wanted to. And they were always very happy to come, like to have me come into their home and, and stay with them and spend time with them. Um, I realized not everybody is fortunate, and I kind of also lost that opportunity when I moved 16 hours away from home. Um, but it's it's still just been like 
they never expect like it's my college education has been something freely given from them and they never really expected anything in return so obviously they're very happy when i gave them a call um, but it wasn't like uh well we're gonna keep paying for your college for as long as you give us a call every week it was never it was never any strings attached um, so that just made me want to do it as opposed to feeling obligated to do it so final uh question new mexico or South Dakota? Ooh, that's a great question. I like the food in New Mexico. I like the weather in New Mexico. I like the fact that my family is still in New Mexico. Um, but I very much like the culture here in South Dakota. Um, and I think South Dakota is just a better fit for me. So for the foreseeable future, South Dakota. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. <laughs> Thank you, Father.